0: Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. Matt Deaton, it was this weekend back in 1969. Dave Thomas opened his very first Wendy's hamburger restaurant in Columbus, Ohio. When was the, I know you take your health very seriously. And anytime we hang out and I hate you for that, <laughs> I'm drinking a beer, dipping everything in honey mustard. And you're like, I'll take water and grilled chicken. When was the last time you had like a, a fast food burger?
1: I went to In-N-Out with my son a little while ago. Again, I'm not hardcore. So my, my philosophy on diet is eat good 80% of the time, splurge and enjoy things 20% of the time and then work out and stay fit. And I think that's the way to do it. So that's my philosophy. So I don't mind going and getting a burger or getting something to eat and, and really you know having a good time and whatnot. But again, it's not like every day. So you just, that's the thing, Mark. You just can't do it every day. Knock it off, you know? So. <laughs> I'm just trying to live my best life. Listen, I consider lettuce on a hamburger a salad. But listen,
0: speaking of <laughs> over 5,800 Wendy's locations and they are a top five fast food chain for revenue, but they're not even in the top 10 for customer service. So I think this just proves that bigger is not always better. But what makes you, what makes the team at Acute Wealth Advisors? What makes you different than these big box firms that they have multiple locations in 15 different states? Now you are local. You do have many offices that are available for your customers, but it's not like you have a satellite office up in Seattle and one in LA and Chicago and New York. What makes you different
1: You know, I think that's actually the advantage, right? So again, we have multiple offices across the valley. So again, if you go to one of the big box places, you call up Fidelity's 1-800 number or something like that. Again, you're going to talk to someone over the phone. They're going to come up with a plan and it's going to probably be pretty generic. And the best example I have of that is again, I, we meet with people all the time and they'll often bring their, their statements. So Damon and I, we get, we get an opportunity to kind of see what the rest of the, the financial advice looks like out there. Mm-hmm. We become really familiar with a lot of companies. For, for example, if someone is sitting across the table from me and I can look over and I can see that they have an Edward Jones statement sitting on their desk, I almost don't even need to open it up and look at it because I could, without even pulling that up, probably identify seven to 10 of the mutual funds that they're invested in because almost every single statement that's walked in and dropped off on my desk. That's from Edward Jones. It has the exact same type of holdings. Hmm. And okay. So why is that? Well, more than likely Edward Jones has some sort of arrangement. There's some sort of commission structure that again, if the advisor puts them in those type of mutual funds, then boom, then, they, then they get paid off of that. And so again, as a result, everything's cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any customization, and the same thing with Wells Fargo. And there's multiple ones that, again, when we look at it, we're like, okay, I already know what's going to be in this, and I can already tell you just off of the top of my head what you're paying in fees, what kind of returns you've had, and how that potentially could you know be improved. And so I think our advantage by being more of a you know smaller firm is we actually can sit there and actually create customized plans for our clients. And so I'll give you an example. I had a client that uh, he's been a client for about four years. And he called me up and he said, hey, uh, Matt, uh, I, I got the, the letter. I'm being laid off by by my company. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the big cell phone companies. And so you can kind of think about maybe sure. who that might be. And so he's getting laid off. And he said, I need to sit down with you because, you know, I've been working for them for a while. I'm 62. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to retire. want to kind of figure out what my options are because this is super stressful. And again, we had a financial plan in place. I said, no problem. Let's sit down. So we came together. You know, he brought his budget, he brought some of the things that he had, he brought what his severance package would be, and we had a chance to go through things. And as we went through things, I was able to show him that he didn't need to go back to work, Hmm. that this was a blessing in disguise, that the severance package that he would receive that basically paid and almost covered all of the expenses for the next year, that they had more than enough that they could be totally done that they could meet all of their needs, that they could spend, they could have fun, and that there would be absolutely no reason for him to go out and really search for a job. And he sat back and he's like, wow. I was like, you know, again, we we put this plan. I just told him, I said, we put this plan together four years ago in preparations for when you were wanting to retire. And I actually went back to my notes, and he had forgot about this, but in an annual review two years ago, I had told him, I told him, you know, you could retire just about any time you want. And he did, he forgot about that. And so when, when he was forced to retire, you know, we were able to basically pull out the plan and nothing changed, even though we were in a downturn, even though the market wasn't looking great, even though we're in potentially going into a recession, which also led to him having a loss in a job he's just fine. Yeah. And so again, it comes down to having that custom plan because what this was the greatest part about it. He's like, my wife has been all over me to try to be looking for a job. She's super stressed out. She, I don't even know if she's going to believe me if I go home huh. and tell her what you just said. And I said, well, here, I'll do this. <laughs> let me call her. <laughs> well, I, I said, if we need to sit down together and me explain everything, I'm totally happy, but let me send you an email just outlining what we talked about. And I was able to put in this email, I was able to show them that through guaranteed income streams through the way that we're going to maximize their social security benefits, a small pension that he has, and then an annuity that we had allocated some funds to, they were going to have a guaranteed income stream of $92,000 guaranteed for the rest of their life. Mm. And the client still had over $2 million in other assets that they could use to supplement that nearly $100,000 income. And when I was able to lay that out in the email, Guess what? He's, he really backed, he's like, my wife loves this. She's totally on board. We don't need to meet. What's our next step? But she still wants me to get to a job to get out of the house a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Right. Maybe he'll be at the golf course and all of a sudden he's, you know, carrying a bag for someone around the course. That's but, right. But you know, again, bottom line is if that's what he chose to do, it's because he wanted to, right? He does not have to go back to work and he has a financial plan. And my favorite part about it And this is where I would say that a financial plan really comes into play is he was able to do that even when the market and the economy is pretty crummy. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people are potentially going to be forced to retire when the market and the economy are crummy? Well, that's when people get laid off. Yeah. That's when people are forced to retire. So you need a financial plan that can actually work during those times as well as the good times because we don't often get to choose, hey, I'm going to retire when the market's doing great and the economy's doing phenomenal and da 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 Sometimes we get forced into it when it's not so great. Mm-hmm. So do you have a plan to be able to weather that storm so you can be like my client and say, hey, yeah, yeah, okay, great. Sounds Sounds good. Let's do this. And so I think there's just a big difference between working with a firm that can customize a financial plan and the results that can come from that, as opposed to just going to someone that throws you into a, just a you know, generic portfolio and kind of just lets it ride.
0: 480-680-6868. All this information you can find at successinthenewretirement.com. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit over the past couple of weeks that with the down economy, we saw some big tech companies starting to do some layoffs. Are you hearing from any of your clients who are going, all right, let's kind of start adjusting the plan a little bit. I think, uh, you know, a future endeavored letter may be in my future.
1: Well, again, I think people are becoming aware of that. So yes, we've had some, some manual reviews. Some of it's, I've already got the letter. Some of it's, Hey, I just want to know where I stand. So I'm prepared. I have a couple clients that are actually hoping they get the letter. <laughs> so they like, they're like, Hey, you know, as we've said, we were planning on retiring. We're ready. If I can get a letter where they give me a severance package of six months or whatever it is, I would love to take that and kind of walk out the door and get paid to do it. So there's a lot of clients right now that are kind of in that position. So again, it comes down to, I, again, the economy right now, is kind of teetering. And, you know, if we enter into a recession, now the question is, is it a, a mild recession or is it a more severe recession? And the feds talked about that. They're like, look, it's becoming less and less likely that we're going to avoid a recession. Our goal is that it's, it's not steep, that it's not severe. And so again, we need to be prepared. Again, we are getting the warning calls. We've had the warning calls for six months or longer. We need to be positioned. So if you haven't taken the steps to get better position, to stand, figure out where you stand, to stop the bleeding in the portfolio, to figure out what you would do if some event, you know, a layoff or something like that occurs, I I would encourage you to pick up the phone and call and and let's actually start talking about that because we can't just ignore it. It's not going to make the problem go away. And I know I'm asking a lot of questions, Matt, about
0: like what your clients are dealing with. But I like to kind of get the temperature of the community. Do you have people calling in that are retired that just need to see what adjustments need to be made?
1: Well, sure. So again, when you think about the things that you pay attention to on a daily basis, I would say that most people' finances is in the top five. When you go through a volatile time in the market, when you're getting your statements and you see your account going down, well, I'm guessing that that finances kind of you know, have risen to the top that people are paying attention to that whole lot more. And so again, if you are thinking about that, if that's something that's on your mind, the question is, is, are you, are you taking action? Because, you know, we, we talk about this in the nonprofit workshops. We say, look, if you came to a nonprofit workshop, we give you all this information. We tell you what you can do to maximize your social security benefits or go out and do a Roth conversion or some of the things that we teach in that uh, workshop. Again, if the people write down all these notes, And then they do not go and take action. They wasted their time. The notes were totally worthless. They they got zero benefit. And so the next step must be you have to take action. So the same with your portfolio. You could be sitting there worried about your finances. You'd be worried about your investments. But if you are doing nothing, if you are doing nothing to correct things, fix things, improve things, you are getting zero benefit from worrying about it. So we have to take action. We must take that next step to say, okay, how am I going to go about fixing this?
0: 480-680-6868. The news came out, the new CPI, Consumer Price Index, eased to 7.7%. Now, this is the inflation number that we've been talking about for going on a year, year and a half now. It is down from 8.2 in September. So Matt Deaton, is this a sign that we're finally starting to get some relief from these record high prices?
1: Well, I think initially the reaction by the market was, yes, we're finally at low inflation rates, which is funny because they celebrated this low, what they classified as a low number of 7.7, 7, but we had the exact same inflation reading in February mm-hmm. of 7.7 7 and the market cratered. So again, the question really is, is, is what the trend is? So the positive news with that is we have seen basically a half a percent tick down on inflation, which is really good news. That, that is with the direction that we need to go. Uh, the Fed says they're going to keep raising interest rates and sell until, until they get inflation under control. So that's a positive, a positive thing, right? But what, what I reminded our clients, I sent out a newsletter to our clients and I said, look, while this is great and this is kind of positive news and we're going in the right direction we can't just think that you know all of the the negative of the market is out of the way mm-hmm. that it's just going to be up from here because the Fed has been very clear. Jerome Powell literally in his statement said, we need to see a series of low numbers. So, you know, one month, great, but it needs to become a trend that it continues to decline before you see a major pivot from the Fed. And as long as the Fed is raising interest rates, the market's going to struggle. And so what we've told our clients is, look, we will remain defensive. We will continue to position your portfolio to be able to protect against this volatility. And so what does that mean? Because we talked about that a little bit, but again, there's two ways of of managing a portfolio. One would be, you know, you just have your buy and hold strategy. And a lot of people that are doing their own investments, that's kind of what they've done, right? They, they went in and they, they picked out their 401k investment options. They, they picked those out and they haven't made a whole lot of changes to those. And they've been taught to just kind of leave it as is and not mess with it because oftentimes, you know, you might panic and you might do the wrong things. Well, the other strategy or the other side of that is, is using more of a tactical approach. And again, if you're using, if you're educating yourself and you're on top of what's going on with the market or you're using a financial advisor that's doing this, basically what we've done with our clients portfolios, we said, look, we can see a lot of this data. We can see a lot of these, this headwinds, we can see the rising interest rates. We can see some of this stuff. So why in the world would you want us to keep all of your portfolio invested in the market? Why would you want us to continue to have that exposure? where all you're doing is seeing your accounts go down, right? Wouldn't you want us to reduce the risk so that you can avoid losses? So your portfolio is in a better position as we, as the market turns. So you have more money to take advantage of growth when the market finally turns. That's, that's our value proposition to those clients. And so that's what we've been doing. And so when I say we are remaining defensive, again, we we've made several moves over the past six months to make our portfolio far less aggressive we are not exposed to the full breadth of the of the market we have limited that we have we have lots of defensive positions and we're not changing that right now we are keeping that as is because we do not believe the pain and the the drop in the market is over and again, we've started to see some of that, right? So we had these nice couple of days. Everyone was euphoric about what the inflation number was. And then we're seeing reality set in that now the market's starting to come back down and saying, well, wait a minute, maybe we got ahead of ourselves. And so it's, it's really important to have a strategy at this time. And again, we can't get caught up in... The headlines because sometimes the headlines are, are actually there to kind of maybe even pull people in and deceive people and and kind of trick the average investor to think all all is safe and then they walk into that and boom all of a sudden the market drops on them and and they and they experience additional losses so again some a data point but all it is right now is a data point and we need to continue to see some follow-up with that. Matt, let me ask you this. What
0: would make you and the team at Acute Wealth Advisors, what would you like to see before
1: you feel a little bit comfortable
0: about what the markets do? its it three months of decline? Is it a CPI in the sixes? What would make you happy?
1: Well, I think it's a combination of a few things. The Fed has been really clear. They're saying we need to see a series of declines in inflation. We need to see the employment market improve. And when they say improve, what has been one of the major driving factors of causing inflation is that it has been very hard to find an employee. There is more Mm -hmm. jobs out there than there are workers. And so your unemployment levels are really, really low. And the problem with that, I mean, that sounds like really great news, but the problem with that with an economy is that means that the worker can demand higher and higher and higher wages because people are desperate for those employees. And so they say, well, don't leave. I'll give you another $5 an hour or whatever it might be. And so that the problem with that is that wage growth is what causes a lot of the inflation. And again, it's, it's sticky because again, it's not like when you've hired someone that six months later, you're like, well, you know, the market's kind of changed and the employment market's different. So, uh, we're going to, you know, reduce your, your pay by $3 an hour. You know, that, that's usually not a scenario. Most people will just say, we're going to let a few workers go. And so they're already talking and say in the Fed, one of the barometers that they'll be using to determine if they've raised interest rates enough is what happens with the employment market. Is the wage growth declining? Is perhaps unemployment starting to increase? If you see some of those things with a combination of lower inflation, those would be some of the things that we would be looking at to say, okay, that means that more than likely the Fed will start to pivot this is now an opportunity to potentially switch a portfolio back to become more aggressive and take advantage of some growth.
0: Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.